Hello and welcome to the Farm Next podcast, the show where we talk about the things that in agriculture we often don't want to talk about. We're here to talk about the people part of the business and how specifically to help those generations communicate so we can successfully transfer knowledge, build solid succession plans for our businesses, and help develop and coach the next generation of leaders in this great industry we call agriculture. Let's start the conversation. Well, hello there. Welcome back to the Farm Next podcast. As you know, the podcast where we talk about the things that we often don't want to talk about in agriculture, the challenging topics of conversation, the difficult points that we want to make, the awkward moments that we sometimes need to have. And today, we're going to have one. We're going to talk today about your crisis reaction type. So uh, I'm hoping (laughs) that this goes over well. I've been using this little um, chart that I've built, this little assessment, if you will, with clients for the last couple of weeks. uh, We are here as I record this now in mid-April, a month into the sort of a quarantine for most of us in some fashion or another, things are getting pretty funky out there uh, with the way we are conducting ourselves in business for a lot of us. And so in the last couple of weeks, I began having a lot of conversations with clients, peers, friends, I guess even prospects, if you will, that I reach through my social media channels and other kinds of conversation, uh, my blog, you know, people reading that, responding. And I started really adding up the those conversations, I guess, if you will, adding up what the what was happening during those, the way people reacting to the coronavirus crisis as it is, and the changes that are happening uh, right before our eyes, um, often very quickly. So even if we're not experiencing an immediate health problem, or don't even know someone who is, the way that we're our lives changed so quickly, clearly created a crisis. So for business, many of us are still businesses as usual in the fact that we are still selling the same products and services, delivering to the same clients, and our season, especially in agriculture, is going on. Life will be forever changed, but many of us are still working and working hard, and we must work in order to deliver what um, our audience, our constituent, our consumer, our public needs. Yet it doesn't mean that the crisis upon us has not affected us, and it doesn't mean that it's not really affecting people that we work with. So in those conversations I just mentioned, where I talked to a lot of uh, professionals in, in the industry, I really started to realize that there was a lot of consternation uh, from one person to the next about how to move forward. People feeling guilty about how to move forward, people feeling stuck and unable to move forward, people feeling frustrated with those who can't, people feeling offended by those who want to. A lot of that going on. So I decided to create what we're going to talk about now and for today's podcast called The Act for Crisis Reaction Types. What do you use these for? And then I'll get into the four in just a moment. To me, and I actually was talking with a client where I was, they liked this so well, they've asked me to present it to their entire team over Zoom. 
And so when I talked with him, he really said, you know, this is a lot like this isn't a seven stages of grief. You don't work necessarily through all of these, although some of them you will move out of. Some people will. So it's not like a staged model. This is more like a kind of like a personality or a skills assessment. And so I would encourage you as you learn from this, and we will post the um, PDF of the material in the show notes so that you can grab that if you want. I'm giving that out for free right now. Um, it's more like a communications tool. It's more like a way for you to, to learn first yourself, where do I self-assess in this particular tool? And then as I talk to others, where do they come out about? And frankly, the best way to use it is to ask them, where are you at with this crisis? And, some, and for some of you, if it's with a customer, you may feel awkward saying, I've got these four types, I'd like to see where you fit. <laughs> you know, that may be just a little too stiff. But if you know the types and you can sort of start to ask some leading questions and how I will help you do that is with each of them, I'm going to tell you about a common reaction that I see people having that makes me feel like they may be having that sort of a, a reaction type. So you can t do that as well. And that should lead you to where you want to go. And now the second point I'll make with why, why use this is because no matter what, no matter even especially here in ag, if the product service that you're going to do that you are doing isn't going to necessarily change immediately as a result of this crisis, what is going to change potentially is the messaging, the communication, and how you approach customers and employees. So knowing how they are working through the crisis, the type of reaction that they're having is going to help you speak to them in a more effective way to meet them where they are, to help guide them to areas of improvement that they may need, and to help build productivity for your organization. So let's cover them now. So I'll go over the four first. The four crisis reaction types that I've developed are one, hide and hunker, two, the conformist, three, the fence rider, and four, the vanguard. I guess you can kind of think about where what those sound like and um, where they might people might fit in. Let's go over them. Hide and hunker. So the hide and hunker person who's exhibiting this kind of crisis reaction type is hiding. Quite literally, they are staying in as, I mean, truly as much as possible. They haven't had anything that wasn't delivered in a month already. And they may be, they, you know, they're very, they're truly just afraid. And they've chosen to go very, very much inside. Truly limiting contact with others to the very extent possible. Now, in business, there's business leaders out there that are in hide and hunker mode that maybe they're still working but they're disguising it maybe better than, than some folks who are literally under the bed. But in business, hide and hunker behaviors manifest in different ways. Here's a couple you ought to probably watch for. Slashing budgets, where there's no clear need that the program or service or whatever that the, was going on needed to be cut to save expenses in an immediate or triage kind of way. Closing the doors completely even if the business could operate, maybe even should operate, or maybe if others are relying on it, but the, the business owner or the leader shut the doors, um, even at the expense of others that they potentially could have helped by coming up with an alternative. But just, you know, the hide and hunker, think about it, they're shutting things off. They're, they're clicking the switch to off. The other things I see, a big one for business, um, avoiding at all costs, external decisions. 
the only thing the hide and hunker person when they're really deep into this phase of fear is deciding is if they're going to watch this to keep the CDC on the TV and on their alerts on their phone and watch it on the internet all day. I mean, they're just seriously in the underlying issue is fear. And the underlying issue number two that I would share with the hide and hunker person when they're in this phase is that they really have not accepted the change. They know that something bad has happened and they're not prepared to, to deal with it yet. They don't like the uncertainty, which none of us do, but in a when you're in a hide and hunger reaction, you've put off managing what you have to do to deal with the fact that not everything is uncertain. So if you are working with this person or if this person is your customer, it's going to be pretty tough, to be honest. And I suggest, and this may sound harsh to some of you, that you support this person, you talk with them, you, you, know, you don't ignore them, but they're not the place that you as a business owner or leader can spend the bulk of your time because they're not going to be the person who's easily moved out of this very stuck spot. The hide and hunker person is stuck at off. You know, the car is not an idle. The motor is turned off. They've got the car cover on and it's parked in the garage. And so that's a really tough place for you as the person who works with them. Mostly, I think, support them, check in on them and move on to the other type of customer or, or employees that you can work with. Now, here's the thing. One of the things that you are going to have to recognize about this person is if you do push them too hard, they're going to take it as off-putting. You know, they may be in a place where someone pushing them to, quote, get over it comes off to them as very insulting. So if you are feeling that way um, about someone else in your organization, you see them hiding and hunkering, it's um, best to not push them to the point where they think that you are being a jerk. And maybe you're not trying to be, but that's where they're, that you know, when you're in hide and hunker mode, you know, you're so sort of far in the bunker that about anything besides just bunkering down looks kind of like it's not sure. Okay, conformist, a little bit different here. The conformist, their common reaction type manifests itself in this sort of idea that they must have the all clear from some very important government agency. So they're like the hide and hunker and they're watching the news. They know all the facts. The conformist probably knows every single rule for your state or your municipality that your you know, local and state and federal officials have told you to follow. And they probably they may be some of the folks out doing the reporting of people breaking the rules. Uh, they may get some comfort from that, uh, whereas other people might find that to be like, really get a life that some people may take comfort in saying, I need to make sure these people are following the rules. Um, they really need to see some entity and in the current crisis, but there's other crises, right? But in the current crisis, they need to see some entity that officially gives them the all clear to proceed. So what are some common um, reactions? They're stuck in pause. So if you really see customers peers, employees that you work with, really just spending most of their time saying, well, we're not going to be able to do anything until the government says we can. They're in the conformist mode. They're stuck in pause. There's stuff you can do without the government telling you you can. There's certain things that you can't. That's fine. So I think what you can do with the conformist is to provide excellent information. Uh, this might be the type of individual who's very analytical and really reading over a lot of things right now. So you can provide good detail, good information, and you can help them understand that there are changes coming. What Talk with them a little bit about how what can they do now. 
what can they do to get the wheels spinning? You know, they have the car in idle, right? We talked about the hide and hunker. Their car is not even like it's in the garage. The keys are in the safe and it's over. Conformists in idle because they're paused. They're at a stoplight and they're waiting for the official to tell them the light's green. Can you help them with this in the areas where you can control and where they can control? And I think that's what you have to give back to the conformist when they're stuck in this pause place. If you need them to work more productively on your team, you're going to have to help them understand what can they control, what can they affect, and what's their responsibility to do that. A sense of responsibility and taking that can be very important to the conformist reaction type I'm seeing. So that can be an effective thing that you can do to get them hopping on what you need to do. Fence rider. So many fence riders out there right now. Fence riders have contacted me a bunch. They're the ones reaching out to me. Um, they're the ones reaching out, not to, on social media, but on a private message after I give a podcast or after I do a live or on a text because they're a friend or a peer. And they're saying, thank you so much for putting it out there that it's okay to work. Thank you for putting it out there that's okay to move forward. Thank you for telling me I can, it's not a bad, I'm not a bad person because I needed to send out my bills. These folks are ready to move on. They're eager to get back to work. They're eager to do their good work in the world. They're probably eager to work for you, but they have a sense of sensitivity to the conformist and the hide and hunker that says, well, shoot, I, I know they're really scared and some people are suffering and I don't, I don't want to be bad, a bad guy. I don't want other people to be offended. Maybe we should wait. Now, that's how you're going to see that manifested. They're ready to move forward, but what do they want? They want assurance. This is a malleable spot for you if you're a business leader. If you've got folks that are fence riders, you can help them. You can get them to a place of productivity and action. And one way to do it is just going back to the old school selling skills and saying to them things like, what is the high cost of doing nothing? Because every action or inaction has a price and it may have a reward or a consequence. So for this fence rider, talk with them about the cost of not making a decision, about not moving forward, and what that really looks like. And you really have to be that influential and assuring individual in their life that helps them decide that they can pick up the ball and start to carry it down the field. And things are different, and they may have to change, and they may, you may have to use different kinds of communication and messaging with this particular fence rider. But you can get them back on track. Vanguard, number four. So the Vanguard, if you think about it in a military sense, the Vanguard literally means dictionary-wise the forefront of the action. Vanguards are common reaction type, impatience. <laughs> so one of the things I see from the Vanguards that I've met with, heard from, seen in action when they first started getting a lot of restrictions from the government, they were the exact opposite of the conformist. They were like, well, they're not telling me that. I'm not canceling my thing. Well, I'm still going on my trip. Would you, you know, they were mad. I mean, and for the hide and hunker and the conformist, that reaction is shocking. You know, that those folks in their positions are like, well, we have to do this, or I'm so afraid I don't know what to do. The Vanguard was the opposite. They were mad. It was frustrating to them. They probably felt an intense sense of control being removed from them and very angered by it. Vanguards often are manifesting in business with a sense of defiance, feeling like, well, I'm still going to go do something. And that can be dangerous 
for organizations if you've got vanguards on your team. You can't have them doing things that are illegal or whatever. You also can't have them bullying the folks that are in a different reaction type into saying, well, listen, I'm going to do it anyway. I'm just leave you behind, whatever. Vanguards aren't necessarily mean folks. Please don't let me imply that they are. But what they are is they're already ready to move on. So the underlying issue with a Vanguard is they're probably an impatient person. They may be a really big innovator on your team anyway. A lot of entrepreneurs or uh, dynamic leaders are frequently Vanguards. And so they accepted the change. Once they got over being mad about the restrictions, they decided, well, that's fine. There's restrictions here. There's problems here. I've got to figure out the new normal so I can operate. They don't hide. The Vanguard says, the circumstances have changed. Let's pivot. So you really need the Vanguards on your team to step up. But what you may have to do is temper some of their impatience or their lack of sympathy for those who are stuck. So, but you can use a Vanguard's innovative ideas potentially to lead a task force to come up with new marketing, to come up with new ways of reaching your customers, to even help, as long as they have an empathy quality, those hunkerers and conformists with seeing a path forward and getting out of some of that fear. So, I hope these four reaction types have helped the hide and hunker, conformist, fence rider, and vanguard. And this, the really, the last thing I would say about this is that we are in a current global crisis that's astonishing to us. And so I've come up with these because we have such tremendous variance in the ways that we as individuals are reacting to this and living our lives now with these changes that are, that are upon us, many that we don't even know what they will be quite yet. But think about it this way. This is just a communications tool because there are crises of all kinds happening all the time. You know, one thing we can guarantee is that the more things change, the more they'll stay the same. There's always going to be a problem, uh, you know, lots of that. And yet you always have to have a solution to move forward and try to be successful, serve your clients, reach your audience, etc. So think about the fact that once this is in a place of, um, you know, we're able to, to manage how we're living in a different way and it's not top of mind every moment of the day, there will be another crisis. There will be economic problems. There will be a product that's got a recall that you market on your team. There will be, you know, you're trying to put a message out and you've got a lot of bad feedback from that. I, it could be a million different things. There's always a customer complaint. I mean, I'm just thinking out loud. There's so many, many crises and people have a different reaction to them. They will have different reactions to the future crises, just like they do here. So I hope for your team, if you can use this tool as just another one of those assessments and, and, and things that they can draw on, you know, it's just some skill building here for you, then you can pull this out anytime your team needs a reset or needs to think through how best to navigate a crisis together. So that's it for today. A few other things for you. We currently have open the ACT Q2 90-day business reset. This is my lowest priced coaching program ever, and I think it's going to be one of the most fun. So it's just 90 days. We're launching it the week of the 20th. You join the program. It's all online, of course. It's digital. It's a group coaching program where we will give one-on-one -on -one feedback directly in video as well as with an audio. So we'll have a private Facebook group where we do our class. It'll be a training. Then we will have two conference calls a month and we may use Zoom, you know, it kind of depends on what people want, where we will have 
more of a Q&A and it'll be a discussion group. And really the idea is to reset your next 90 days for success. So if you want to get involved with that and really want help from a coaching standpoint, uh, if you do the paid and full version, it's just $1.99 a month. So join us. You need to join in the next week or so. And we're going to launch that. And by July, you'll have your next 90 days reset for success. So join me in that program. Direct message me anytime through my social media channels to reach out. And we look forward to having you there. And one last thing before you go for the day, I want to personally invite you to come on over to the Farm Next Facebook community. Why would you join this? Well, this is a community of those of us in agriculture who are interested in developing and coaching the next generation of leaders. It's where things like this podcast, the live show that I do every Thursday with the free training on a topic, get their house. It's where they live. It's where you can always grab the extra uh, versions of those and where you can take advantage of the conversation and the community. We'll also be making you some really interesting offers in that group to take advantage of programs that may benefit you. And they will be exclusive right there in the group. So come on over, uh, look for Farm Next on Facebook and ask to join. I'll see you there.